Hello, hello, and welcome to the Feed You Podcast. I'm Elisa Connor, and I'm your host, and I am so grateful that you're here. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I always appreciate my longtime listeners and also those of you that are brand new to the podcast. So if you haven't been here before, thank you for joining me. And today we are on our fourth episode talking about email. Now, why is this crazy girl so passionate about email? Well, as you've seen in the world, it's, it's a pretty crowded place. And if you aren't growing some sort of email list to stay in front of and connected with your list, your subscribers, and those people that you would like to convert into purchasing from you or um, moving forward in your sales cycle, whatever that looks like, um, you are gonna be lost in the fold. You've gotta create conversation, you've gotta create relationships, and email is a great way to do that if you're not talking to people face-to-face. Even if you have talked to people face-to-face, you've seen them maybe once or twice. Email is a great way to stay top of mind and stay in front of them. And let me tell you something, folks, you own that real estate. When people sign up for your list, you own that. If you're posting everything and doing everything you um, have to market your business on some social media platform for the love of all things holy, stop it. Because social media is owned by companies like Facebook and Google and YouTube. They don't care about little OU and what they care about is making money. So let's be real. Let's start growing our email list and let's start getting out there and um, creating a way to d- develop relationships in a, in a one-on-one fashion. That being said, this week I am so excited to talk to you guys. I have these questions come up not only from clients, but also from um, people that have reached out to me on different social me- um, mediums and also um, when I'm out and about in the world. People want to know about email. So today's uh, episode is all about headlines. And I know you're like, oh, a headline, who cares? But the headline, let me tell you, is the most important thing you can write in an email. Why? Because if they don't get past the headline, you're going to the trash bucket. And you don't wanna be in the trash bucket because once you're in there, you're not coming back out. It is very rare that people will go back and search their trash bucket or their spam folder for your email. So let's get it right. So I have nine tips and I also have some stats for you because I think it's important. um, I actually probably have a few more than nine tips, but I I think it's important to have stats for you on um, what's currently happening in email and what's currently happening with the um, open rates and that, that kind of stuff. So What I found was that currently 77% of your emails are being opened on some sort of mobile device. And that comes from Email Monday, that that stat. They did a study and they realized that 77% of those emails, this was in 2018, are being opened on a mobile device. Take that one step further, 81% of email is regularly opened on a phone. So what does that mean? You know, you have that little tiny screen. Well, if you have a headline that isn't standing out, that is not scannable, and that is super long and not interesting to people, you're going to get deleted. I use the example of, okay, when you check your email, so maybe it's not first thing in the morning, but it's probably one of your tasks that you get to in the morning at some point. How many emails do you just go in and you select a bunch of them and hit delete and throw them away? because they're not interesting. It could be you signed up for a list and that you're, you're no longer interested in that material, or you could just be like, none of this is um, floating my boat and I don't have time to read through this, to sift through this. So you've gotta make it interesting, you've gotta make it applicable, and you've gotta be creating value. So let me um, give you another, I have two more 
stat, uh, two more stats and one more piece of information that came from these different studies. Um, one is, is that if your email is particularly ugly when they do open it, in other words, there's formatting issues, there's, you know, images that are missing, um, it's going to get deleted, people aren't going to read it. So that goes more into creating the the in um, the guts of your email, but just be aware of it that if you don't have a pretty email and they do click on it, and you've got a bunch of stuff going on in there that they can't read or see or whatever, it's getting thrown away because they're looking at it on their phone. So always test your email on a phone or a small device because it's not going to look the same as it does on your desktop. So uh, the last two stats I have for you, so I thought these were kind of mind blowing. of email subscribers will click on a link that comes to their um, inbox on their phone. And between the ages of 18 and 24, 57% of them will make a purchase from that email on their phone. So you're like, oh, well, I don't really deal with the 18 to 24 group. Well, you're not far behind if you sell to anybody that's 35 or over. That percentage was 48%, so just about half. And that was as of last year. So be aware of those statistics because they're only going up as we become more mobile and we are pretty much reliant on our mobile devices. So how do you stand out? What, you know, Alicia, these are all great facts. These are all great things, but how do you stand out? Well, I have nine specific headline tips that I'm going to give you. And then I have a few little extras. So the first one I actually already gave you, and that is you want to keep your headlines short, 50 characters or less. And that's because people don't read, they scan. So regardless if it's the the content of your email or your headline, you've got to make it interesting and you've got to make it scannable because you've got to stand out in all those other headlines. And I'm going to give you a few more tips in just a second about that. So while we're talking about headlines, it is recommended not only by me, by but by other um, professional email marketers, including people that you may follow like Marie Forleo and Amy Porterfield and John Lee Dumas, all those entrepreneurs that are in million or billion dollar businesses, highly recommend that you write at least 30 headlines. And I tell my clients this all the time, and they're like, 30, oh my word, that is so many headlines. However, You want to create that many because there is something in your brain that will happen when you start writing headlines that they'll just get better and better and better. And the more you do this, the easier it gets. But you can't really get that creativity generated and started and get all of those little key components going in your head until you at least write those 30 headlines. So it may seem like it takes a long time, but once you get going, it literally will take you less than 10 minutes. So create 30 headlines, circle your top five, If you don't use them all this time, save them. Create a Google Doc or Excel spreadsheet or whatever you wanna do and just put them in there. You might use them for another project. So you've done the brainstorming and you've got um, your, your best headlines. Now I always say have at least two. And the reason I say to have two is that you can do something called A-B testing. And you may have heard me mention this before in other episodes and you're like, what the heck is A-B testing? Well, most email service providers, I'm not going to say all because not all of them offer it. They're getting there, but they don't all offer it yet. Most email service providers will give you the opportunity to test two headlines, headline A and headline B hence A-B testing. So what does that mean? How do they test it? So you, 
depending on the uh, email service provider, they will choose the percentage or you will choose the percentage of how many people you want to receive each headline. So for example, with ConvertKit, they send 20% of my list to, to headline A and 20% to headline B. Whichever headline gets more opens and more clicks will then get the, the rest of the list will then get that headline. So the other 60% will go to that headline. And you'll find that your open and click-through rates become higher because you're doing that testing. So create two headlines, make them similar, but different enough that you can see which one works. And I'll give you some more ideas here in just a few minutes about ways to kind of kick it up a notch, as Emerald would say, um, and you know make those headlines worthwhile and um, really good test subjects. So on the subject of testing, 47% of marketers test different headlines to optimize for performance. So if you want to be included with those with those marketing professionals, which I know you do because you are professionally trying to market your business, you want to create multiple headlines and you want to have really strong optimized headlines. So optimize how? Well, that brings me to point number two. Point number two is you need to focus on a keyword search term that your customers recognize in your headline. You're like, what? Keyword search term? Holy cow, you already lost me. Totally did not lose you. You just need it broken down a little bit. So what does that look like? SEO, search engine optimization, is simply put the way one of your customers, subscribers, or prospects would look for what you're offering. So if you're using industry terms like chatbot or sales funnel or um, you know hy- hydroponic tubing, or I don't, I don't know, I'm just trying to throw something out there that's kind of complicated, most people aren't gonna search for that they're going to search for something that is in their brain. And so kind of the the hard part of this is trying to figure out how do people search for what you offer. So for me, I use the term sales funnel because what I'm teaching you about email and about opt-ins and about your website and about um, you know creating your brand, all of those different things, those are all part of a sales funnel, a chat bot, social media. All of those are mechanisms for people to get to convert with your product. But many people that I talk to that are small business owners or when I'm speaking or um, online, they don't know the term sales funnel. So I need to break it down to email marketing, online marketing, um, social media marketing, Instagram marketing, you see how that works? So those would be keywords that they would be searching for to find me. You need to find those for your business. What do they look like? And there are several tools. I actually did an episode on SEO that I will link to. I don't have the number in front of me, but I'll link to that in the show notes so that you know um, where you can get started with SEO. And there are some great resources in that episode. And you can go and um, do some some simple SEO research to get you started. SEO is just something you should kind of have your pulse on regardless, um, so that you know what's happening in your industry. So tip number two, focus on a keyword in your um, headline and make sure that it's a keyword that your customers are using and recognize. Number three tip, shock people 
give them uh, a reason that they want to open the email. You're, you're trying to entice them to open it. So give them a revelation. One of the examples that I um, came up with is, you know, Chewbacca was seen walking the Mall of America. Well, what? Chewbacca from Star Wars? Seriously? So maybe that's not something that's related to your business, but you could come up with something like Facebook uh, algorithm kills all marketers or something like that. And I love that it has the word kills in there because one of the um, one of the studies that I've read shows that any of those sort of gory words like killer or killed or murder, um, not murdered, but it could be murder. Um, but any of those kind of gory words actually get people to open emails more often. Isn't that crazy? We are kind of a warped society when you think about that. But, you know, um, if you're thinking of it in, in the perspective of email can be murder or something like that, people are like, what? How is that? So you want to shock your readers and shock your subscribers to get them to open your email. So that's tip number three. Number four, interesting um, and totally related, you should use numbers in your headline. Your email is more likely to be opened if it includes a number, as in a number key, in the headline, as, as well as um, percentages and things like that. People love stats. They like to have things be certain. So if you have 45 answers to their problem or you 45% of marketers think this or whatever, people will be like, what? Especially if it's an odd number. For some reason, they like sevens and nines. So if you can make it like seven or nine or 10, those are just numbers that people really like and the brain likes it. So think about including a number. Now, as I'm going through these tips, one thing I want to mention to you is when you're creating these headlines and you're creating your email, make sure you mix it up every week because people like variety as well. Do you eat the same thing every single day for dinner? No, you probably have something different. And if you make the same things over and over every week, you're probably ready to try something different because you're burned out on those things. The same goes for email, the same goes for your marketing. So think about what that looks like and then um, just add a little variety in there. So on to tip number five. Tip number five for you this week is to include emojis. And you're like, emojis, seriously, didn't those go out in like 1997? No, they did not. In fact, I don't even think they existed in 1997. I'm dating myself. But emojis are one way for you to stand out in the scroll because a lot of people don't do that. And they don't use those funky little symbols that are on the top of your keyboard either. The and sign and the um, asterisk sign and dollar sign. So if you can throw those in there, Perfect, throw it in, mix it up, add arrows, do bold, do whatever you can do to make yourself stand out in the inbox. Now, a little precaution here. Don't go crazy. Don't do like 57 um, symbols or 57 emojis. And for the love of Pete and all things holy, do not yell at your subscribers. When you capitalize your headline, you're yelling. It is the extent of yelling. Same with in an email. It used to make me crazy. There was a bunch of um, older retired people that would forward emails to my dad. <laughs> he would, of course, always forward them to me. And like every single one, they just put the caps lock on and started typing. And I don't know if it was just because they were too lazy to like capitalize things or what, but it was so annoying because it, it just bothers your eyeballs and it really translates into yelling. So please don't do that. 
but include those emojis, include symbols, and um, do something to make it stand out. Make your email stand out so that they're like, hey, what's that? Because you're gonna draw their attention, they're going to read your headline, and then if it's of interest to them, they'll open it. So anything you can do to make your um, email stand out in the inbox in a pleasant way is going to take you further. So on to number tip number six, ask an open-ended questions. People hate not knowing an answer. So if you put a question in the email and it entices them enough, they're gonna be like, I have, to, I have to know the answer to that. It's the same reason that people take all of those quizzes on Facebook. What spirit animal are you? Who were you? What rock star would you have been in 1952? People are like, I don't know, but now I have to know. And you didn't even care five minutes ago, but your brain has to close that loop. They have to close, it has to close that circle. And so if you ask them an open-ended question, it's gonna make them curious and they're gonna be crazy until they open the email and find the answer. So tip number six is to ask a question that they need to open the email for to get the answer. Tip number seven, you need to create urgency with your headline. Now these headlines are specific to wanting people to take action. So for example, if you are um, running a promotion and you want people to go and purchase a product. So let's say it is holiday time and you are running a Black Friday special and you are a clothing boutique. You may have a headline that's like this coupon expires in the next 12 hours. If you don't use it, it's gone. You can't, it's over. In 12 hours, it's going to be deleted and we you, you won't be able to have this 50% off one item, blah, blah, blah. That is creating some sort of urgency so that they know that there's a timeline. And I've seen this used again and again for webinars and for courses and for anything under the sun. If you get stuck and you're like, oh, I wanna use an urgency headline, but I don't know you know, how that would, uh, would apply to my business, reach out to me on Instagram, we'll talk about it. I'm at Elisa M. Connor on Instagram and I love those direct messages. So send me a direct message and I will get back to you and we will brainstorm it. So um, my one caution for this area is like, don't become like the as seen on TV infomercial or the used car salesman. Like don't make it slimy, just make it real and valuable and it still has to entice them to take action. So nothing against the as seen on TV people, they just don't really have that whole warm, fuzzy, you care about me feeling. So somehow add that, that in because people do, as I said in last week's episode, want to have a personal relationship with you via email. And that's sometimes hard to make both of those meld together, but with a little bit of practice, you can make it happen. Number eight, go spy on your competition or other industry experts. You're like, what? Go spy on people. Yeah, it's totally okay. Go stalk them, cyber stalk them and see what they're doing. Because you don't have to copy what they're doing, but you can go in and look and see how their emails read. You know, because they're if they're doing it right, especially if they're an industry expert, you want to be able to emulate some of the things they're doing. I do it all the time. I will sign up for email lists and I'm like, I just go in, I just wanna see what their emails look like. And it's more for people that are, you know, those two, three, four levels ahead of where I am because I wanna see how they got there. It's not that I'm gonna take their email and copy it word for word because one, it wouldn't work for my audience because it's not me, but two, I would never do that because it's really in, in poor integrity. But you can go and sign up 
check out what they have and create a swipe file. Like that's gonna help you get some of these email headlines done and go, holy cow, that was an awesome headline or even different um, corporations. Some of them will have some good one-liners and they'll just, you know, create a swipe file of your favorite one-liners and you know, what words can you swap out to kind of have the same effect for your emails. So number eight is to research your competitors and industry experts. Number nine, tap into subscriber emotions. And that can be from negative to positive. And just if you're using a negative emotion, you want to really dig into that pain point. It's critical for you to make these changes if you want to have an increase in profits. Painful, that's another word. Um, If you want it to be more upbeat, you know, these are five easy ways to grow your email list. The exciting new software that's coming to help make your um, email life easier. Um, Awesome is another one. So whatever those subscriber emotions are, a lot of those can be filtered out when you do your brand work. And um, if you haven't spent time on that ideal client piece, uh, I highly recommend that you spend some time digging into that ideal client and knowing their pain points and really digging into what emotions they're going through so that you can choose the right words to use for a headline. So a few other tips just to finish and round out this episode. Tip number 10 is to be sure that you're using a from email that people recognize. So you don't want to use it no matter what. Do not use the no reply email. And you're like, what? Why wouldn't I want to use that? I don't want people replying to me. Yes, yes, you do. Um, Regardless if it's you or somebody on your team, you want people to be able to reply to you. But more importantly, If you use a no reply email, it's one, going to annoy people because they know it's not a real person. Two, it's impersonal because it's not a real person. It's a no reply email. And studies have shown that um, those impersonal emails do not get opened. And number three, people can't add you as a contact or they won't add you as a contact if it's not a real email. This goes back to Um, episode two episodes ago, episode number 29. No, I'm sorry. Episode number 30 is that you want to have people be able to add you as a contact. So you stay out of their spam folder, because if you don't stay out of their spam folder, they're never going to see your emails anyway. And then the other um, component of that is that that same study done, and I found that information on HubSpot, that same study showed that if you add a person's name, so Sally Sue at company name, so Sally Sue at um, Sewing Great, um, that email will be opened more, even more often than just a name. So if you're going to include your company name in there, make sure that you have a real person attached to that to that company. So don't just put, you know, um, Dairy Queen and then have that be your sender name. Have it be Paul's Cones at Dairy Queen or Paul's Cones Dairy Queen or something like that. So that if you have both of them in there, it's more likely to get opened. But people really wanna hear from people. They do business with people, they don't do business with companies or, or random emails. So be aware of that. And last but not least, well, two, two other things. Um, one, you wanna add your personality in there. I touched on this briefly, but in everything you do, 
people want to know you because they want to know more about who you are and how you're going to treat them in a business transaction. And so when you share your personality and you share those pieces that we try to kind of hide behind our professionalism, people are more likely to want to know you and want want to know more about you. So add your personality in there. It doesn't always have to be stiff and proper. This isn't, you know, back in the 90s as we're used to having really proper etiquette for everything. Um, Those times are gone. We live in a very transparent world. And so people appreciate transparency. And part of that is your personality. And that's what makes you you unique. So add your personality in there. Next, um, and then I have one more after this, but don't be spammy. Oh my word, people hate spammy spammertons. They do not like it. They're gonna not only delete your email, put you in the spam box, but they're probably gonna report you. So don't spam people with junk. Um, I, oh, and it goes back to signing people up with your, with, you know, that you meet at a networking event and adding them to your email list. That makes me crazier than crazy. It's the same thing with being spam. You know, if you, if you add somebody to your email list and then immediately start sending them just copied emails from your MLM that have nothing to do with them, they're going to just one, get pissed at you, but two, they're going to report you and kick you out and tell everybody under the sun to not sign up for your email list. That is the last thing you need. So don't do it. Don't, don't add junk into the email, which leads me to my final point, which is always add value, even in the subject line, create something that you're proud of, that you want to share with them, that's going to better their life, better their business, and make sure that it's interesting enough that they open that email. Because we spend a lot of time creating these emails and making them just right and putting a lot of energy into them, that if nobody ever sees them, that is so deflating. So that's what I have for you this week. All these headline tips. I'm so excited that you guys are getting started on your email. I've had some really good feedback about these episodes. You guys really like them. And um, one thing that I want to mention is that as this episode is going live, I'm working on something super exciting. I'm in the process of getting certified as a story story brand guide. And um, that's going to add a whole new perspective of information and education that I can bring to you guys. So I'm really, really excited about that. I've kind of kept it under my hat. But um, you're going to see some upcoming episodes about story brand. So if you aren't familiar with that, it's going to change the way you do business, change the way you look at things, and probably ruin every movie from here on out forever after. But it will be worth it if you can get people to convert faster, make more money, and grow your business. So until we meet again, so next week I'll be in Nashville, or when this goes live, I'll actually be in Nashville. But the following week... I have some brand new episodes for you and I'm going to look to see what's coming up on the schedule here. Oh yes, this will be a good one. I have some interviews coming up um, with some really awesome people that are going to talk about some of the internal um, hiccups that we need to overcome in order to be successful. And then I want to talk about embracing change. So next week we're talking about embracing change and then we'll have some interviews and then we'll start on StoryBrand. So So tune in next week to hear about how to embrace change as an entrepreneur in a very graceful way and with zest. And until then, I hope you have a great week and I really, really appreciate you. Take care. This episode is being brought to you by my new free training, how to create an irresistible opt-in that people actually want. 
You know you need an opt-in. Everyone's told you you need an opt-in on your website. What they haven't told you is what to create, how to create it, and for the love of Pete, how to connect it to both your email service provider and your website. That's why I've created this free training to give you the inside scoop about how to do all of those things. You don't want to miss this free training, so take this time right now to go sign up at elisaconnor.com forward slash simple because I am going to help you create the simplest process that you can repeat again and again every time you need to create a new opt-in and a new download that attracts those people, grows your lists, and grows your business. Again, join me for the free training at elisaconnor.com forward slash simple. See you inside.